Hello, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. This time, our hit deep portrait of one of Africa's towering musical creators, King Sunny Ade, who has been at the forefront of Nigerian music for most of his life. His group, the African Beats, was just one of the great urban big bands that captivated post-independence Africa, but it is one of the few to survive into the new millennium. And good news, they are still going strong. Here's King Sonyare and his African Beats. Sonyade and his band, the African Beats, recorded live at a wedding party in Lagos, Nigeria. King Sonyade is dressed in fine white silk and his trademark colorful cap. He's beaming, surrounded on three sides by his 20-piece band. There are over 1,000 wedding guests. As the music begins, the bride and groom step from the table of honor to the stage where they are the first to spray or shower money on King Sonyade as he praises them in song. The party goes on for more than six hours. Almost 40 years after he formed his first band in 1966, he still performs at parties like this every Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And if you want King Sonyade, well, you have to book him a year in advance. KSA, as he's also known, gave many Americans their first taste of the music we call Afropop. Those lucky enough to see one of his first concerts in the early 80s were never the same. You can count the producers of Afropop Worldwide among those numbers. You might say King Sonyade was the original inspiration for our program. It all started when his juju sound first blasted from US concert stages. Oh, I love it. You probably remember that sound from KSA's first international release, Juju Music. It was in 1982. On today's Hip Deep program, we give you a legend. The story of King Sonyade in his own words and those of community scholars, fellow musicians and devotees of his music here in the US and in Lagos, Nigeria, where we visited the king on his home turf. The first thing that caught people's ear was KSA's unique guitar playing. Here's Odia Ofeimun, a poet and former president of the Association of Nigerian Authors. King Sonyade literally kicked into the music scene in Nigeria at a time when you were having some of the most exciting musicians across the board, whether, I mean, Afrobeat was just coming on very strong. Sonia Day was special because he had a commitment to an instrument, the guitar, which made all the difference. In Juju music, you hadn't had that kind of, you know, virtuoso performance coming on, on stream. Now you had something truly new. 
And that made all the difference because even if you did not understand the Yoruba language, you got into the stream of those guitar strings and you were simply transported. It was not something you simply could escape from. So he was a new kind of juju musician. with one of his trademark guitar riffs, orchestrated dramatically with percussion breaks. Another thing people in Lagos comment on is Casey's stagecraft, his graceful dancing and his calm aura of self-assured cool. Here's writer Chike Ophili, who works with P-Man, the Performing Musician Association of Nigeria. Sonia Day, for me, has always been that musician who made us dance, who made us, who gave us the light and who danced in a way that showed royalty, which was why he called himself King Sonny Ade. His dance is very dignity conscious. You know, it's, he, he wants to take it in a manner that would, that would confer on him royalty. I think he's always been obsessed. Well, well not, maybe not obsessed, but he's always tried to capture the image of royalty, you know. And you can see it by the way he carries himself, by the quietness of his voice, by the quietness of his gates, by the way he, he deals with people, great human relations person. He's a great juju exponent. Give me love, 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 give me love
That's King Sunny Ade, the premier exponent of Juju music at home and abroad. During Casey's youth, Juju music was primarily folk and social music. It was rooted in the interplay between guitar and vocals, supported by polyrhythmic Yoruba drum grooves. Largely propelled by Sonny Ade and his peer, Ebenezer Obe, Juju grew into the predominant popular music among Nigerian Yorubas in the second half of the 20th century. In today's hip-deep portrait of King Sonny Ade, we are going to focus on Sonny Ade's less well-known early career. King Sonny Ade was born on the September Sunday in 1946 into a royal family in Ondo State, Nigeria. When I was young, I can remember at the age of five, around that time, I so much loved music. I must confess to you, I love music to the extent that uh, hardly any dance, any musician or performer dance, I would love to copy. From there, I started thinking, how will I get into music? And uh, my father has uh, this gramophone uh, player, the, the one that wrote uh, his master's voice. We have it in the house, and we have so many records, foreign records, especially the records from uh, Brazilian records. But I love the music so madly that uh, I decided saying to myself, one day I would like to play music. You know, to play percussion, I just want to be a musician. One of the sounds that inspired Keisei's early love of music was the acoustic palm wine style. Palm wine music started in coastal West African cities. But by the 1950s, when Keisei was a boy, it was everywhere. Oh, that's so sweet. That's King Sonyade playing guitar and singing at a rare acoustic concert he did at Joe's Pub in New York City in May 2005. Sonny Ade and members of his band recalling the old palm wine sound. King Sonny Ade also loved to listen to Western sounds like Jim Reeves, Grover Washington, Don Williams, B.B. King. And he liked traditional music too, Sakara and Apala. <laughs> That's the great Apala singer, Aruna Ishola, a very influential traditional singer with a huge following that KSA much enjoyed during his formative years. Another artist Sunny Ade admired greatly was Juju pioneer Ike Dairo. Singer, accordion player, guitar player, band leader, Ike Dairo was Nigeria's first truly national pop star and a big influence on the young King Sunny Ade. Oh, uh-huh. 
Kidaro is more or less like a father to me. He's my role model, one of my greatest uh, inspiration. He's someone that I love so much and I so much have respect for him because from the onset I love his music and that's part of uh, my music. You can hear the maracas in my music is there and it's the first thing I appreciate in his music and it's still in my music. For King Saniade, there was a big problem with pursuing music as a career. You see, he was born to a royal family. His grandfather on his father's side was a king in Ondo State. His grandfather on his mother's side was a king of Akure. As in other parts of West Africa, princes and kings are supposed to be entertained, not entertainers. A king cannot play music for his subjects. So as a subject, you have to play music for the king. So Kay says early years in music were an elaborate cat-and-mouse game where he struggled to balance his burning desire to make music with the disapproval of relatives, particularly his mother. So no wonder then that KSA hid his musical journey from his family when he ran away from his university at the age of 17 and joined the band of Moses Olaya in Lagos. To keep relatives from recognizing him, he changed his name from Sunday Adeniyi Adegeye to Sunny Ade. After about a year with Moses Olaya, KSA confided with his boss about his situation. He asked Olaya to tell his mother his father had passed when KSA was eight. And I tell you, his mother was not happy with the news. So really, really, really tough time. I was troubled because I don't know what's going to happen because that can make my mother sick or die. So for me, going from that to another side of the world. But as God will have it, the whole thing was a little bit okay. She was troubled because she was made to believe that uh, anybody playing music is a dropout from school. You have to smoke ganja, you have to smoke cigarettes, you have to drink alcohol. You are not uh, going to be disciplined, you, are, you won't dress well, you'll be sleeping all around places, you'll be moving with girls, all this and that. So my mother was really, really uh, upset. Uh, and uh, but at the same time, when I came back home and I said, look, mom, I love what I know. I just love music. I can't do without it. Amen. King Saniade was part of a large extended family, and some knew about the doings of this rascal, as Kese puts it. Some did not yet know, and those who knew thought he was in the university and playing part-time with Moses Alaya in a support role. From there, things took a dramatic turn. So from there, a gentleman came after three years and told my boss, Olaya, and said, I want this boy, I have some instruments in my house, and I want, will you give me this boy to lead in the band? He is a band leader before, but he doesn't want to play again. This gift of a set of instruments was a remarkable act of confidence in a young musician and a stroke of amazing good fortune. 
You hear countless stories in Africa of musicians scrambling for control of their own instruments. To own your own guitar was a big deal, and still is. KSC gathered some friends and named the new band the Green Spots Band in honor of his idol Ike Dairo and his Blue Spots Band. When KSA made his first recordings, it was pretty basic. The whole band would gather around a single microphone. It was not so long after the band formed in 1966 that KSA shot to fame with his first hit, Challenge Cup, about a local victorious soccer team. King Sanyade's Challenge Cup sold a half million copies in just two weeks. Imagine what that must have felt like. It's confusing. I don't know where I was. Actually, all my life, this is me. This is how I, I love to be. I don't uh, allow anything to get to my head. I want to be a regular person, but when I get to the stage, I want you and me to be happy. That's my life. The eight-man Green Spots band was limited by the recording technology of their time. Records could only last three minutes. Sonia Day's repertoire back then was pretty folksy. A few years later, KSA's songs extended to six minutes. And when LPs came in in the mid-70s, he started running songs together into non-stop medleys that might go on for 20 minutes. Now the band could stretch out with longer percussion breaks, guitar solos, a cappella sections, and of course, the lineup expanded too. In 1974, they became the African Beats. Here's his hit, Sunny T-Day. It's a kind of self-praise song. The message is, King Saniade is here to party. The fun is about to start.
love that. King Sonyare and his African beats. George Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide's Hip Deep Portrait of King Sonyare, the king of Juju music. We'll explore more of how KC's sound developed and changed over the years. Now, one reason KC is so deeply respected and loved by his countrymen is his mastery of the Yoruba language and proverbs. From deep Yoruba laced with proverbs to street slang, KC's lyrics provide a roadmap to the Nigerian psyche. Andy Frankel first went to Nigeria over 25 years ago on a Watson Fellowship to study bata drumming. He became fluent in Yoruba, fell in love with Juju music and met his future wife Toyin Ajayi. These days, Andy manages Casey's career in the US and has produced three of his recent records. Andy and Toyin have a deep feeling for Sunny Ade's deep way with words. First of all, there's no word for music. There's a word for drumming, there's a word for singing. And all music uses the tonal patterns of the language to speak. So everything is speech. And every piece of speech that music does is somehow related to culture and social issues and very much to religion and spiritualism. It really permeates every level of life. From the very traditional drumming where you might hear a drummer play a proverb on a drum like kowo kowo araba wuma juti roko. It's um, the tonal contours and rhythmic patterns of that speech can be replicated on a drum. So when someone plays that on a drum, everyone in the audience that knows that proverb, which is a fairly common proverb that talks about someone overcoming the plots of their enemies and remaining mighty and prominent. When someone hears that drum pattern, they know what they're saying and they know that the drummer saying that to praise a mighty or an influential person or a public figure. The same way King Sunny Ade might play that on his guitar and then the band might sing it. And so those sort of social issues get woven through by speech surrogacy. So by emulating the spoken language, those things are woven throughout music, popular culture, daily speech, and every manner of occasion, social, secular, sacred. A good, smart person, a good diplomat, is a person that is a great communicator. And communication is not just what you say, it's the art of using proverbs to convey a message or an information. So how do you say something indirectly, but yet everybody knows exactly who you're talking about and what you're talking about? So proverbs occupy this incredibly central role and people's ability to gain political and public clout and social clout really is directly connected to their ability with words and speech. And that's why um, somebody like Sunny Ade, who is a genius with language and history and culture, is able to use music to rise so prominently. Of course, the music is wonderful and full of great grooves. It's very groovy, as he would say, and lots of great rhythms. But it's his ability to manipulate traditional culture and popular culture and social events and people's individual egos in live performance that makes him a brilliant genius. He brings people to him like to be praised by Sunny Ade is like this incredible experience that you can't have very easily. Not every person can have. And he does it with uh, mastery. About those proverbs, here's a song that every Sunny Ade fan knows and loves. Jafumi was the opening track of KSA's first international release, Juju Music, on Island Records, and that was in 1982. Here's King Sanyade to unpack that song for us. Jafumi is fight for me. 
Now, when I say, ja, ja for me, fight, fight for me. Then I will now say my head should fight for me. That means my head should protect me. Because I use my head and, uh, uh, instead of calling my God, this is my God. God made, created my brain there to control myself. So this is the representative of uh, my God. So he should protect me, he should fight for me. It's like a proverb. It's like a proverb. Kese concert. Andy Frankel was talking about Kese's mastery of praise singing, weaving family histories, personal stories, proverbs, and so on in a social function. Praise singing is central to social gatherings in Nigeria. When Kese performs, people line up to dance on stage and to do what they call spray him, meaning give him money directly. All the while, Kese praises that person in song. Many Nigerians told us that to be on stage being praised by King Sonny Ade is an ecstatic experience. KSA says this tradition goes back centuries to the time when there were not coins or bills, just cowrie shells. Praise singing has been the tradition of African music from the onset. Especially in the western side of Nigeria, Yorubas, we believe that Whoever make or do anything that really helps the people has to be praised. In the olden days, praise singing started with a citation. Before you give an award to somebody, you read his or her citation. Like for me, if you want to praise me now, apart from singing the song, you will praise me by uh, reading my citation by way of uh, calling the prince of so-so-so-so-so-so uh, warrior in those days that's that's uh, your father uh, your great-grandfather does this does that, does that so it's something that can make you so happy and feel good that yes you're a true son of your father you know this is what the praising is all about it has been from the onset i met it i inherited it and I'm going to leave it for the next generation coming. That's a praise song for Alhaji Chief Lariwaju Kazim. 
Let's pick up King Saniade's story in the mid-1970s. He took a big risk when he started his own record label in 1974, and he let his fans know it with a song called Esu Biribiri Ebomi. I don't know where I'm going. Come, my fans, gather around me. Esu Biribiri Ebomi, Biwati Lala Kaiwa Mila, Beilala Kaiwa Mila, Later, that song evolved into the classic Motimo, where he tells his fans, I know where I'm going. Motimo, I know where I'm going. King Saniare was heading into a golden period of composing and recording in the late 70s. One case a song that many people in Lagos picked as one of their favorites is Majobi Olokun, with the tease line that translates as Don't touch me there, daddy, a play on older guys who like to dance with young women. Here's artist Lagbaja to break it down. Daddy. Now, for a normal listener, it's normal language. But I can analyze and tell you that daddy is an English word, but in, in our environment, it connotes somebody like a sugar daddy, somebody who's older and should be respecting himself. But you're dancing with him and you're slapping your back and you're telling him, hey, take it easy, man. Just slap my back, just dance. there, daddy? Ooh. You can reach deeper into our hip-deep resources on King Sonyade with a visit to our website, afropop.org. We have the complete transcript of our extensive interviews with King Sonyade, Andy Frankel, and Toyin Ajayi Frankel, plus photos from back in the day. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. During the 1970s, Lagos was a musical battlefield, with bands vying for position with the fans. KSA's main competitor in Juju was Chief Commander Ebenezer Obey. Poet Odia Ofeimun in Lagos called Ebenezer Obey and Sonny Ade sparring partners. Both Ebenezer Obey and KSA were putting out three or four albums a year and trying to outdo one another by adding new instruments and innovations to their sound. Ebenezer Obey called this music Miliki sound. Miliki is common slang for good times. Emma 
It was that search for new sounds that led to the signature pedal steel guitar in the African Beats lineup. When Kingston Ade added pedal steel virtuoso Demola Adepoju, they called the instrument Hawaiian. Felakuti had emerged on the scene with his Afrobeat sound, which was a clearly defined opposition music against military governments and the ruling elites. Zombie not go turn unless you tell him to turn Zombie not go think unless you tell him to think Zombie, oh zombie It was a very difficult city And so you needed the kind of music that would make a little difference to the way people lived I mean this was always the city of high life It was actually literally named a city of so-so enjoyment but that was an earlier Lagos, almost pre-independence and early independent Lagos. A city in which wherever you went, even if life wasn't at its best, you had a sense of things getting better. But by the time the soldiers overran the place, it was a very difficult city. But one of the saving graces of that period, especially the early 70s on, was the emergence of new kinds of music. Poet Odia Ofeimun talking about King Sonyade's music. It became a, a music of all the rising classes, a rising middle class, a, a rising feudal class, because there was a sense in which it redefined the relationship between traditional rulers and the common people. It also redefined the relationship between the military of autocrats and the general masses of the people. It was a music that attempted cutting across these class terms, while at the same time, ministering to those who made money. And because Nigeria is a very uppity society where nobody wishes to be seen as an underdog, every Nigerian identified with this kind of music which lifted you and made you feel you had to be a big man. And therefore, this music literally was like massaging the ego of the, of the poor who wished to be big and massaging the ego of the big who were already, you know, almost self-satisfied in their, in their bigness. By the late 1970s and early 1980s, KSA was going for a big sound, using up to five guitars, pouring on the reverb and getting funky like nobody in Juju music had before. Here's Kitty Kitty, recorded in 1980, featuring Demola Adepoju on pedal steel. This is the original version KSA and the African Beats did before the Island Records version a few years later. Kitty Kitty. Let 
African Beats from their 1980 recording, Kitty Kitty. By the way, we have some rare photographs of King Sanyade from his early career, plus the complete transcript of our extensive interview with King Sanyade on our website, afropop.org. More from our hip-deep portrait of KSA in a moment. Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRI, Public Radio International affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. King Sonyade was prolific as usual, putting out four albums a year for Christmas, Easter, Spring and Fall, and performing most weekends. Then something happened that changed KSA's career and changed the way the world saw Africa. King Sonyade was signed by Island Records. His first of three Island Records, Juju Music, came out and he began to tour the world. Africa! Africa! Oh, oh, Africa! And America! K 
Jesse's early 80s tours in the US and Europe were a watershed moment. They opened ears not only to Juju music, but to Afropop in general. That's King Sunny Ade and the African Beats from his third international album, Aura, with Stevie Wonder guesting on harmonica. Many observers have said that Island Records was looking for the next Bob Marley after the international superstar's death in 1981. Sunny singing in Yoruba could not live up to that grand expectation. Sales of Aura, his third and last release on Island, were disappointing. Keise did not like how Island was remixing his work and departed company in 1985. King Sanyade became very sick around 1990 and that kept him out of action for a couple of years. Some people close to him say it was probably sheer fatigue from his non-stop insanely demanding schedule of playing all-night concert parties and managing his business by day and hardly sleeping. In any case, during the time KC was resting, his rival, Chief Ebenezer Obey, enjoyed a comeback. And young artists burst on the scene. Sheguna Dewale with his yo-pop sound and Shina Peters with his Afro-Juju style, which blends elements of Juju and Afrobeat. Shina Peters, or Sir Shina Peters, as he likes to be called, from his 1989 hit album Experience. KSA re-emerged with his hit album Triumph in 1992. Andy Frankel. The innovation was, again, a lot of it's about words. It's, it's a culture of words. So it was the words that he sang about. Um, in this case, it was relying on the power of God to overcome the challenges that he faced in life, which in 1992 in Nigeria was a message that resonated with everybody because the country was going through this intensifying time of challenge. Andy Frankel and Toyin Ajayi Frankel put the main theme of triumph in a broader perspective. Throughout Yoruba culture, there's a theme from ancient days and the most traditional right through to today about the unspecified other, the enemy, the unseen. And when he recorded his album Triumph in 1992, it was all about how my enemies tried to bring me down, but I've survived and now I'm going to triumph and carry forward. One very brilliant uh, Yoruba proverb that he opened up one of the songs in the Triumph album was Niñola showed me. People are my cloth, my covering, which can translate into human beings, personal relationships, are the best protection, the best security system or insurance anybody has. King Sanere from his comeback 1992 album, Triumph. 
Georges Collinet with you on our hip-deep portrait of Nigeria's King Sunyade. During the 1990s, KSA evolved his sound to become more percussion-heavy. He recorded three albums in the US, Edide, or Get Up, and Odu, and Seven Degrees North. The songs were mainly in the three to five minute long range. Let's hear Seven Degrees North. African Beats from his US release, Seven Degrees North, in 2000. As mentioned earlier, King Sonyade did not rock the boat like his peer and the other giant in Nigerian music, Fela Kuti. Sonyade does not call for confrontation. He calls for unity. During the 1990s and into the new century, Nigeria has experienced bitter communal violence in the north of the country. Muslims and Christians killing one another and burning churches and mosques. In response, King Sonyade called together dozens of musicians to record the song and music video The Way Forward. Here's writer Chiko Fili remembering the song. Nigeria, this Nigeria belongs to all of us. Let us not let it you know, get spoiled, get destroyed. There is no other place we can go to. Carry it, let me carry it. Let's both carry it. It was a response to the ethnic divides in the country, to the sociopolitical wars that are also ethnically motivated and generated. It's a call for unity and all of that. So essentially, it belongs to those people who believe in the unity of Nigeria as against... The disintegration. Nigeria, Yeti Bobo Wani, Komar 
bajẹ tori ko si bumiran ti ale lo ajo le da bile eje ka sowo po ka fi mo sokan gbe kemi gbe that's king sonyade's the way forward we are going to fast forward to 2005 most young artists in Lagos are doing rap or pop, rhythm and blues. Everybody run come Lagos make money. Dance population see crowd for Shodi. Every day for Lagos now wahala. If you know be riot now petrol palava. Money makes road on different locations. One designer, several limitations. Abana the source. Lagos now the market. Waiting day the inside. No be waiting day the packet. If you no get sense, go just buy a load you. Every businessman won't buy you. I told you plenty stress. Very little progress. All the hustle and bustle has a negative effect. There is no heir apparent to King Sunny is Juju Throne. There are a few young artists such as Lagbaja who are trying to connect youth culture with Nigeria's rich roots pop traditions. It's a challenging transitional period for musicians in Nigeria. Again, Andy Frankel and his wife Toyin. If you look deep enough or wide enough, you'll see that rap and hip-hop, all those things come from Africa anyway. It's our reinterpretation of heavy grooves and powerful improvisatory vocal traditions that have come to America and now are going back to Africa. I mean, what is the great thing that King Sanayade does? It's his ability with lyrics and improvisation. What is it that makes a rapper great? It's his ability with improvisatory lyrics and the power of words. It's really the same thing. And all of it is over a really funky, innovative dance beat that makes you happy and gets the audience out. So it's really two flavors of the same thing. And it's that expression that came here and was nurtured and evolved in America that's coming home and finding a spirit in young Africans who maybe don't see their future and trying to find a way to afford to have 20 guys in a band come on tour of America or even how to find money to buy guitars but can afford to write their own clever lyrics that are culturally relevant whether in Yoruba or English or Pidgin English and create their own new groove and can find an audience through an inexpensive digital studio and still express Yoruba values or African values or that sort of pan-African, global African youth values, but in a new forum. So I think in a way people find this an expression of hope and it's not a watering down of the culture and the cultural values that are at the root, it's just a change in the form of expression. Also, Sonia Adia grew up at a time where Nigeria just got its independence from Britain and there was a lot of hope. But now you have people growing up in an atmosphere of a lot of different sets of social issues. There's no jobs. The youths or the musicians today have different things to talk about. Whatever the trends in youth music may be, King Sonyade still has legions of loyal fans in Nigeria and around the world. His albums are always bestsellers, and he's booked solidly to play at weddings, business launchings, and whenever an important occasion can be blessed with the one and only KSA's Juju Music. One strong impression you take away from a visit to Lagos is the high regard everyone holds him in. He's well-loved, and for his part, King Sonyade says his main goal is to make people happy. And he does. Here's Toyin Ajayi Frankel. I think what King Sonade is very good at is always remaining young and fresh. He's not the kind of um, superstar that removes himself from the public. At all levels, he's there. He speaks the language of everybody. 
from the street person to the high and mighty. So if it's coming out with an album tomorrow, you might be using traditional phrases and words and proverbs to praise a particular person. But when it gets into the groove of, you know, the music, or he picks the language of the street, what's there now. The person who's always been his fan from the, like me, from the age of five till tomorrow, I will still find him growing with me while at the same time keeping me young out there with what's going on. Performing three days a week definitely keeps King Saniade young. He's slim and youthful on stage. He keeps coming up with words and phrases and stories that catch the ear of the nation. And his fans in Lagos say he's getting better and better. Oh, 
Ah, King Sanyare and his African beats. And that's it for our hip deep portrait of the man. You can read the full transcript of our interviews with King Sanyare, Andy Frankel, and Toyin Ajayi Frankel on our website, afropop.org. We also have photographs of Lagos on our site. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. And join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan and Stephanie LeBeau. Banning Air edits our website, afropop.org. Our producer for new media is Sam Backer. And I'm Georges Collinet. Public Radio International.